Christmas time is near. For Christians, we are in the season of preparation, which is called Advent. First Baptist Church of Athens offers devotions to complement your spiritual preparation for Christmas. These personal stories are prepared by our members who give witness to the light of Christ, which brings hope, peace, joy, and love into our lives. Today's personal devotion is given by Kathy Seegers. Listen as our youth and college students welcome you into God's presence, singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, accompanied by Ye Young Hong on cello. Christmas during the 50s in Athens was always exciting. We didn't have the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes or sleigh bells ringing or any miracles on 34th Street or even the 34th Street. We certainly didn't have any snow to speak of, but we did have the Christmas parade headed down College Avenue and Mr. Jack Martin reading our Santa Claus letters on the radio And, of course, all the holiday parties involving civic associations, the touchdown club, whatever neighborhood you happen to live in, or, in our case, the First Baptist Church. I remember our parents, Ralph and Louise Snow, being very busy during this time with the Chamber of Commerce dinner, Sunday school class celebrations, and the festive Rotary Christmas party at the Georgian Hotel. We children were busy, too. Miss Jane Montgomery had her Christmas piano recital for students, which I dreaded, and the First Baptist Cherub Choir sang at every one of the many nursing homes up and down Millage Avenue. Ditto here, I dreaded the nursing home caroling expedition and the Cherub Choir, while well represented with dedicated Cherub girls was greatly lacking in well-behaved Cherub boys. In Athens, there was always somewhere to go, some reason to get dressed up, some special church service to attend, something to be on time for, some present that had to be wrapped, some love gift to take to a local charity. It was just a busy time for everyone in Athens. We Snows had a little oasis of peace and quiet in this hubbub. It happened every year, always a week or so before Christmas, and it was always the same. It was as predictable as the sunrise. It was our very, very annual and very, very unchanging 
Christmas lights road trip tradition with the Jims. Dr. Jim Wilkerson was pastor emeritus of First Baptist Athens. His successor, Dr. Howard Giddens, was the first pastor I remembered, so certainly I didn't associate Dr. Jim with being a member of the clergy. Dr. Jim was really very nice and really very old. He was shorter than Daddy, and he always wore a three-piece suit with a vest buttoned up and a watch on a chain in the vest pocket. I don't recall him saying anything to me specifically, but he talked to the grown-ups in a deep voice, and he smiled almost all the time he talked to them. My favorite of the twosome was his wife, Mrs. Jim. She was a tiny old lady with a permanent wave in her hair who also smiled all the time, and opposite of Dr. Jim said lots of things to me, specifically to me, even occasionally using my name not a common occurrence in the mid-50s with old people and children. Not only was she so tiny that she and my seven- or eight-year-old self were at eye level with each other, thrillingly, when we talked, she told me her opinion of things, and she asked me for mine. One night, during every Christmas season, our family tradition with the gems would play out. We would go together on a ride to see the Christmas lights in all the yards all over Athens. After dark, we drove from Cloverhurst Avenue, where we lived, to Highland Avenue, where they lived, and picked up Dr. and Mrs. Jim in Mama's car, a Cadillac sedan DeVille with fins and those triangular taillights that looked like Vic's cherry cough drops. The picking up part was always arduous. It would take a long time to get everyone settled, First, Daddy would go to their door and get Mrs. Jim and carefully settle her in the back seat and then go fetch Dr. Jim and get him situated in the front seat. This never changed. Daddy and Dr. Jim in front, Mama, Mrs. Jim, and me in the back seat. For some reason, my older siblings, Harriet and Buddy, were never with us on this night that we took the Jims for a ride. Harriet probably had a date, and Buddy, being Buddy, ran his own calendar. I, on the other hand, didn't have a choice. Our route was pretty much the same each year. We mostly drove up and down Athens' residential streets, slowly and deliberately, commenting over pretty lights, interesting fake reindeer, homemade stars of Bethlehem, and as I recall, most significant to the gems, manger scenes of all descriptions. Without a Home Depot or Amazon Prime membership, these decorations were usually made by the residents of the neighborhoods, and the components of a manger scene ranged from rudimentary shoeboxes and straw to the whole nine yards of totally store-bought. After driving very, very slowly down Athens streets, Daddy would drive the Jims and our family through downtown Athens, always saving our church for last. Driving to First Baptist on a dark, cold winter's night was the highlight, especially for the Jims, a couple who didn't venture very far after dark ever, seeing their church majestically standing at Hancock and Pulaski, bathed in streetlights, sporting, in my opinion, an embarrassingly modest, barely lit-up little manger scene, certainly nothing like the Catholics had, was pure, awesome, breath-catching joy. Daddy would stop the car in front of the church, turn off the engine, 
and allow unlimited oohs and ahs from the gems, who had no worries that Daddy would drive off quickly, but stay, anticipating Christmas on this dark night. It was mesmerizing, even for me, Ansie to get home and watch a mall and the night visitors. I was patient with this. Even third-grade Kathy thought of generations of deacons, chair of choir members, sunbeams, GAs, mamas and daddies and grandmamas and granddaddies and WMU ladies and aunt sister and Uncle Ben and regular people with familiar last names who had been drawn to this downtown church over the years. People who had memories here that were just as significant as my little remembrances of my seven or eight Christmases past. People for whom these walls and what went on inside of them shaped who they were just as much as did their DNA. And that shaping had gone on for countless generations and would continue for countless more. Daddy, who had been outside the car and across the street for a minute checking on the locks at Snow Tire Company, and by the way, Snow Tire Company was sporting the usual giant plastic snowman with the words, This is Christmas, don't forget to recap with snow, emblazoned on his giant white plastic self, came back to Mama's car. I'm sure Daddy was dropping his Winston cigarette butt in the street as he approached us. Y'all about ready? He'd say, mostly to the gyms. All would agree that it was time to go home. With a final sigh, we each in our own way bid final farewell for this Christmas season to the greatest church in the world. Being with Dr. and Mrs. Jim was, in its own way, a unique experience. They were from the past. I don't even think they had a television. They were ancestors of a different sort. They passed down some special values to me, and I gathered great gifts from their small world. Gifts like appreciating beauty where we lived, even though it was nowhere near the Radio City Rockettes, and gifts like appreciating what the citizens of our little town created out of chicken crates and grocery bags and flashlights to magically capture Christmas in their front yard. Driving around town with the gems showed me a gift for keeping something that beautiful and meaningful always in our hearts, as I have obviously still have kept our Christmas drives with Dr. and Mrs. Jim. All the way back to Highland Avenue, conversation was focused on how beautiful the lights were in the dark, how hard people had worked to make their outdoor decorations even, unbelievably, more lovely than in years gone by, and what a good job the Methodists had done once again covering up that fire hydrant that was right at the base of the steps going up to their sanctuary, and how, once again, City Hall looked like it would be perfect for one of those live manger scenes like they had in Atlanta. But not much was said on the way home about our church. As a grown-up now, I wonder if we were all, even me, just too close to it, just too connected to it, to know how to express verbally how we felt about that church being ours. I know that I felt, weirdly, that Jesus wasn't born in Bethlehem at all, That Bible story must just be wrong. Nah, he wasn't from Bethlehem. He was from right here in Athens, at the corner of Hancock and Pulaski. And thank God, he lives there still.